Hi. And welcome to another episode of From, From the, the Lower, Lower Level. Level. I'm your host, Moshi. And I'm Patrizio. And I can deal with a lot, but I can't deal with stupid. I don't know about that. I've seen you deal with stupid. Well, I mean, I can deal with it, but can I deal with it? So, like, theoretically speaking. Yeah, actually, I've also seen you not deal with stupid. So, I feel like that is actually, that would be a really good tagline for you. Me and Leah Black. (laughs) Some would say, same, same. (laughs) Many would say, same, same. (laughs) So, for those of you who are returning this week... You will recall last week, Patrizio made it very clear that he's just going with the flow. All the housewives are trash, is that to paraphrase? And you've just accepted it. And you're just accepting them in all their trash glory. Is that correct? Oh, I'm embracing the the trash. You're embracing the trash. I'm I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand the trashiest. Yes. And so the other thing I guess that we're doing this year is we're trying to track when will Patrizio hit his breaking point? What action will a housewife do or take that'll finally make you just go, I'm done with her? And guess what, Moshi? It's not this week. (laughs) Despite everything that's been going on? Despite the word on the street, Moshi... I'm still here. I'm still standing. So let's take us through the word on the street and let's let's kind of look at the trash that you're standing. (laughs) Well, Moshi, we'll start off um, with some fun news this week. We found out the um, the Housewife International franchises are finally available in the US on Discovery Plus streaming service, Cheshire, Melbourne. I mean, what else is there? Durban, Johannesburg. Durban, Johannesburg. (laughs) Johannesburg is actually, like, they had two very different seasons, but iconic (laughs) in their own way. It's like two completely different shows. Just completely different. (laughs) Um, But we're so happy for our international friends to be able to watch our favourite franchises finally on their TVs. Yes, because, you know... For any for any of the longtime listeners, you know Patrizia and I, we have been we are all about the non-US franchises, and we go deep and we love them. And I saw we saw on the Instagrams the people have started on Cheshire. Like that is a journey. I only just recently <laughs> completed the journey that is Real Housewives of Cheshire. It's like fourteen seasons at this point. Yeah. Like, good luck. But they're only everyone. ten episodes long. It's okay. I know, but good luck to everybody. Yeah, we will say, I guess, like some seasons and some franchises are not for the faint of heart. Not at all. Well, speaking of not for the faint of heart, look, the news has all been coming out of Salt Lake City this week. I mean, first of all, we found out, well, we we got the reunion photos first. I feel like that was like the first thing that we got this week. Moshi, yep. I loved it. I thought the colours were beautiful. I thought everyone looked great. But you had other feelings. I thought all their outfits were trash. Um, and 
I, you know what it was? It, looking at their outfits is when I realized that I'm a fashion snob. I might not, you know, always wear, you know, the most hot couture, but my expectation of housewives was slow. It was, it was just diminished. Um, I just think that they could all hire a stylist. You know what my thing is? Okay, we've seen the full look, but how do they look sitting down? Because there can be some beautiful gowns, but then it loses everything the minute they sit down. So you can't get the full effect. So, yeah, like, you're much- talking about the full effect. I'm sorry, n- there was no effect with any of those outfits. None of them were giving what needed to be give. So, or gave. Mary M. Cosby revealed this week that apparently the ladies send in three options and production chooses which one of the three that they should wear. Do you Production think, hates them. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that production really did them dirty then? 100%. The, so there's some things that we need to like move away from. We need to stop wearing velvet in the shades that are like going on upholstery, right? We need to not be wearing velvet in like dark jeweled tones. We don't need it in sapphire. We don't need it in emerald. Maybe you could do it in black, but just like don't do it because you look like a couch. Full stop. We need people to start um investing in tailoring. The dress is lovely, but if it's not tailored to suit your body, it's not gonna it's not gonna work on you. I'm speaking about one Jenny Nguyen. Her dress, it's it's a beautiful dress, but she was swamped in it. You know, do you know she could probably learn from a drag queen or two? Get some padding in there because it's the sort of style that needed a little bit more voluptuous. Je- Jenny would have looked fabulous in something slinky, not as heavy, not not like this strapless gown with like this weird train, you know, like a mullet dress. No, 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 no. And, you know, I always think that Whitney dresses badly um look I thought Jen you know she did a she did an interesting job she kind of went all out but again it just it was fine um Meredith for somebody who calls herself a fashionista she should be appalled the tailoring was atrocious the dress needed to be the outfit needed to be ironed ill-fitting again she's really top heavy and she's loving her boobs that's what her focus should have been. She should have worn something with a plunging neckline. You know, we've been seeing her chest all season in the confessionals. Why are we not seeing her chest now? The chest is like the seventh cast member. I don't know how many cast members there are on the show. There are six. So, yeah, her chest should have been on display. And whoever is, like, telling Lisa Barlow that what she's wearing is right, it, it didn't fit everybody else. It just didn't work. I feel like that was a lot nicer than what I sent you in my text message. The way that Meredith needs a tailor, but apparently Brooks was the one that designed it. Look, good for you supporting your child. And, you know, I don't want her to think that I am now offending her child, but I'm sure it's a lovely outfit on somebody else. It did not flatter her at all. And, you know, the hair choices as well. Once again, we are not thinking about from the top of our heads to the bottom of our toes. That an outfit makes. And it, it's frustrating to watch, honestly. These are people with money, people with fabulous bodies. They've got access. 
I expect more. You know, um, the word on the street is that the ladies all use the same website to get their clothes from. That they she in? <laughs> no, but that's why recently we've had a lot of double ups in outfits. Like, I know this is not like related exactly to the reunion looks, but like Meredith at um, Seth's party was wearing the same dress that As Erica Tarati wore to that reunion. But that's not about getting their outfits from the same website. That's just like they just buy the same ready to wear that the no, they all rent. Right? They all rent from the same website. Oh, they rent. Yes, these are all rentals. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shady today. Okay, so then we found out that Miriam Cosby's church. In Salt Lake City is apparently the sign has been removed and it's been boarded up. Um, that's over, apparently. I feel like it was over. But it's now, been over. Oh, okay. I was going to say, but it's coming back. Um, then, like, we found out also that Miriam Cosby's mother is going to do a tell-all interview on the YouTubes. It's like... Last night, this morning for us, I think it's already happened. Oh, my God. I need to find it. I f- completely forgot it might have already aired. Okay, so there's that's going on. And, like, her mum is willing to, like, I mean. Bill the tea. It kind of sounds like from the trailer. I mean, I love that this YouTube interview has a trailer. But, like, <laughs> it sounds like. Mary is not, Mary is the victim in all of this. Of course, because that's a mother protecting her child. But, I mean, Robert Sr., there was clearly something going on. Yeah, but also my biggest takeaway was that Mary and her mother are twins. They look and sound the same. Her mother seems to be quite eclectic as well. Do you think it was just Miriam Cosby? Just dressed. For a while I did, and <laughs> this is like her way out, but um, no. Nah. Look, this this whole, like, I think we get an understanding now of perhaps the other reason why Mary didn't show up at the reunion. Like, there's all this other stuff going on in her world and I think she is having big regrets about becoming a public figure. Well, then, though, on Twitter there's this thing called Spaces. I'm familiar with Spaces. Oh, I, I just want to say before. the way that you said that it reminds me again how you don't live in this same century as us even though you are like a very young are you even a millennial are you gen z what are you i don't know i'm generation covid but like you sometimes come across like a boomer is, all, is what i'm saying i've never seen spaces on my twitter that's all i'm saying it had a different name before, um, but it's essentially the same as Clubhouse. It's like they have a, do you know what Clubhouse is? I just wanted yes, to watch Moshi, you, you wasted an invitation on me. I really did waste one of my, you know, very minimal invitations on you. Um, but Miriam Cosby jumped on a Spaces and the, the Twitter people were losing their minds because Mary, like, <laughs> was unfiltered. It was like her own personal reunion. She said that had she gone to the reunion, her look was going to slay all the other women. She was going to wear a blazer and, like, some an address, something conservative. Um, but my takeaway from her Spaces is that she is 
considering coming back for season three. And filming is about to start again. It's starting is, next month. Is she coming back to burn them all to the ground? Like, what is this like Salt Lake City season three, Mary's Revenge? Like, what is, <laughs> what are we getting? I, I don't know, but like, it is, it is on fire. Like, Salt Lake City is actually on fire at the moment. And it just culminated this week in the oh. last 24 hours where we found out that, like, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Jenny Nguyen is a hardcore Republican and like Trump very much supporter, anti BLM. Like, uh, have you seen her apology? Yes, I saw the apology. She apologized for what? Did like, she though? Exactly. Yeah. What did she apologize for? I for getting caught. For getting caught. I uh, uh, look. I know that I often get it wrong. With a housewife. I'm always like, that housewife is the shit. But when I tell you that a housewife is trash from the beginning, I'm always right. <laughs> and I called it. She's she's fake. She made up a whole storyline about the sister wife. That is bullshit, that storyline. I'm 100% telling you. And she came on with a really specific agenda. She she often has interesting things to say, but I don't think she's good for the show. At this point, though, I don't like any of the women on Salt Lake City. Well, well I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later <laughs> on. Um, well, okay, so Salt Lake City is a literal trash fire right now. Trash. That, that only in the space of a week has it gone from like, oh, Mary's not going to the reunion to like burn oh, it geez. to the ground. <laughs> Um, wait, if you want to talk about burning things to the ground, New York City housewives. (laughs) Your segues are back. You are on point. On fire, like Salt Lake City. Um, apparently, apparently the word on the street is that they're, they're regrouping, they're preparing the cast, they're bringing back two to three of the housewives and some new ones. I heard it was like two two current ones, an OG or veteran, and some new blood as well. I don't know. I also heard though that it's cancelled. It's not coming back till twenty twenty three. That was what I heard. Well, I I think so. It's definitely on hiatus, but I think that it, it, we're not going to see what happened to Miami and what I'm thinking is going to happen to Dallas now. Um, happen to New York I don't think they're I think the women are definitely being punished um and I think that they are bravo and production are taking their time but I think we will get some filming of a New York housewives before the end of the year and yes something in time for 2023 and I think I've been talking to you about this offline but just sort of saying you can tell that well, anyway, that Sonia is is suffering because she is making some interesting business choices at the moment and is like, you know, I mean, she's a hustler. She's she's at the opening of, of every party and doing like a lot of nightclub appearances. But you can tell that she is missing that Bravo check. Um, this is not what I thought would happen with Sonia because I really thought that she actually wanted to leave Housewives anyway. 
I'm just wondering where is her book? Where is Sonia's book deal? Like she has so many other options, I think, for making money. Ramona has a fucking book for Christ's sake. Like I I I think Sonia, I don't whoever is advising Sonia representing her, this is I do not want to see Sonia doing club appearances. She deserves to be doing other stuff. So sort Sonia out, please. It's probably one of her interns. They all need to be sorted out. Um, well, let's close out um, the word on the street with um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey taglines that dropped today. Season, yes. New season is starting on the 1st of February. I really feel like there hasn't been a lot of, like, trailer or, like, anything else up till now. Um, so I, I – and I think that's because we're going to get a really good season. They always deliver and they don't want to give us too much too soon because we're going to watch it anyway. We don't need to see a trailer for New Jersey. We will just watch it. That is fair. Um, so, I mean, Moshi, we were, what was your standout tagline? All of them. I think um, Jennifer's is the best. You know, Patrizio, I just saw the face you gave me. You know I hate taglines. Every time some franchise has taglines, I'm always like, these are all shit. Every single time. And you'll be like, I don't know, this one's okay. And I'm always like, these are rubbish. I think that New Jersey really delivered. And when I say New Jersey, I mean everyone but Melissa Gorga. And the best thing is, I don't know if you've seen this, but Melissa Gorga knows that her tagline is shit. But my favourite is Jennifer Aiden's. My nose may be new, but I can still smell a rat. I think that possibly is the best one. It's fucking Um, iconic. I think Teresa's is also really good. I have a new king, but I'm still the queen of New Jersey. She is. And, like, okay, so then Teresa's compared to Melissa's, which is some people are great and some some are born born Jersey. To me, it's like, so if you're born Jersey, then you're not great. Like, you're not saying anything good about New Jersey. It's trash. I hope they give her the option to redo it. Um, But they won't. But it didn't mean it like that, though, Moshi. It means, like, some people are great and then some people are, like, better. Yeah, but it doesn't come across that way. It falls super flat, in my opinion. Um, can you run through some of the others? Well, there's Dolores. Um, I don't start the drama, but I will stop the show. A hundred percent. She will cause traffic incidents just walking across the street. I think it's a bit of a nothing tagline. Uh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Margaret, I say when you have nothing to hide, there's nothing to lose. I agree with that. I mean, I agree, but again, I feel like it's a bit of a nothing tagline. No, I think she it's ominous. Uh, Jackie, you don't have to pay me a compliment, but you do have to pay me respect. Good luck, Jackie. That one I love <laughs> because she's never going to get the respect she wants, and that's the only thing that makes her interesting on the show. I think the thing that I hate the most with Jackie is, is that it is very, like, mafia like Italian mafia and that's just not who Jackie is no she's Jewish like I want to hear Teresa threatening that like have people pay her respect she doesn't have to she's the queen of New Jersey I know but like you should have to pay Teresa respect or else you wake up with the horse's head in your bed like you know what I mean you you swim with the fishes yeah 
I, it's not a coinky dink. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's not a coinky dink. <laughs> wow, I didn't think the word coinky dink would ever make this podcast. That was not on my 2022 bingo card, but here we are. Here we are. Well, I'm excited for this new season. Um, I guess it's going to start when, like, Salt Lake City, like, wraps. Yeah, forever, hopefully. Okay, well, let's talk about Salt Lake City then, Moshi. <laughs> um, we're up to episode 17 of this season that will never end. Um what what so you're done you want it you want it in the bin you know what i have to say to this moshi i'm gonna i'm gonna go first on this you know what everyone's always sitting and begging for the drama and that like (laughs) beverly hills went too slow and they didn't talk to erica about anything and like blah 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 well guess what finally one of the franchises delivered and everyone's like oh it's too much or they're all racist like i don't like what do people want what do you want oh it's too much they're all racist okay here is my thing we are on season two of salt lake city and i think because they filled a really specific void while we were in the pandemic i think we raised them on a higher pedestal I blame myself for the reason I hate them. I just want to prefix by saying that, preface by saying that. I think we place them on such a high pedestal. And now that they're kind of like in the rotation and they're doing 17 episodes, I'm just like, what am I watching? You know, where are, uh, like, I get, I get this pretty, like, compelling that Jen Shah is being hounded by the federal agents. And I guess... On that point, I will say that Jen Shah is delivering. But again, the thing for me about Jen is that it's not authentic. Like she's playing too much of a character and it's doing my fucking head in. Um, Heather's storylines seem to like have no beginning and no end. They're not a proper storyline. They're just like phrases. I was a Mormon. This is my brother. My dad died. This is my sister. Like, what? what's the story that I'm supposed to be getting here? I think she is, like, fucking awesome value for, like, narrating and, you know, being the hype man and giving us the tidbits. Um, like, but for somebody who last season was a main character to now be demoted to a secondary third character, it's too much for me. I'm like, this is this is a flop season for you. Fabulous, fabulous woman but she's flopping. Um, Again, Whitney, I don't need the theatrics. Like, put your eyes back in your head. Like, calm the fuck down. Why do you want to be friends with Mary Cosby so badly? Like, that's not a good look, okay? (laughs) Like, one minute you're angry at her, the next minute you're like, but you hate me. It's like, you don't want this woman to like you, okay? Like, I think that's the moral of the story here. Um, Meredith? You know, when she engages, it's great, but she's just one note. There's no, there's no highs and lows. I'm honestly like, bring back Brooks Marks. Like, it seems to me like he's kind of what made her interesting last season. I think, you know, Lisa is doing what she has to do, but again, I will never like Lisa Barlow. Jenny is, again, also inauthentic. I don't know. I just think, what we're getting is 
is fans. We're getting fans of housewives who've had the opportunity to be housewives and I can't I can't watch it. It's just I mean, I will, but I can't. I'm sorry, Patrizio. It's not what you wanted to hear. See and, and look, I'm gonna keep drawing the comparison to Beverly Hills because they both have anchored themselves this season on being around like a court case proceeding with one Please. of the housewives, right? And in Beverly Hills, it was like all about Erica and like nothing else happened except for Erica. And like, if you could name me another storyline, like good, because I don't remember any of them. But like, I feel like Salt Lake City has so much going on and there are so many like relationships between these women. And like, for me, this episode was just like, it just brought it all together. It was actually like, I watched it the whole time just being like, it's like a tennis match, just like back and forth. It, I just think it's the whole wild. way through. So let me give you two things. So um, Beverly Hills has earned its place, right? It's like on season, God knows whatever season's on season 12. This is season two. What were the back and forths for you? Talk to me about what was making you go, oh, my God, juice. Oh, my God, match point. Like what was what was like tennising you? Okay, well, we're going to have to, like, work towards it. So I think the first one is, I mean, this Sprinter van from hell, um, Jen and Lisa. I mean, the fact that Lisa was, like, goading her into a physical altercation. So that's your perception, that Lisa goaded Jen into a physical altercation? Lisa was like, let's do it. But I think she was like, let's do it when a certain somebody got into her face and started like accusing her and started doing the Jen theatrics. What happened to the Jen Shah who was like changing and trying to be more mellow and was doing her prayers? Moshi, that woman does not exist. I think exactly. that's but that's been the best part because we are all watching a fraud like try to defraud us on the television. But who are you over sorry, it? Sorry, Moshi, who is sitting there watching like Jen Shah's mum be like, I will sell my entire life to keep <laughs> you out of jail. Meanwhile, Jen's like all good that I wet my hair. I've got my glam squad with us on this trip. Like, this woman is evil. She is evil and selfish and we all know it. And we watched her do her prayers and we watched her do her charity work and everyone <laughs> knows that we're, like, it's the we, we're all just not saying the thing out loud. Like, we all know what she's trying to do. Whereas, like, Erica, it was a bit more subtle. Like, but this is my thing. It's just like, I'm just like, oh, here we go with the bullshit. I don't know. For me, it's just, it, it was funny at to a certain point. Now I'm just like, do you know what it is? It's like, it's so hard for me. I want to have empathy for her because I think about what her family is going through, like her sons. Like when she says that stuff, like I legitimately believe it. But then I'm just like, but you are not helping. And then I just, I just don't know what to do at that point. I'm just like, I can't. But okay, so if Lisa didn't go to her into like a fight, the way that they then were like hugging and embracing two minutes later, like it's just, it's the, it's the whiplash of it all. Well, I think that's because Lisa is non-confrontational. I think it takes a lot to get Lisa to that point because she is putting on a facade 
and she wants us to see her a certain way. So I think that Jen goaded Lisa in this instance and, and did it in a, in a way to produce her, in a way to bring out a reaction. It was not a reaction that we expected. And I think Lisa, you know, she's a diffuser, right? She has a public image. She has things to sell. She cannot be out here bashing people. But come on, you wanted to say it. Oh, 100%. But it's never going to happen. This is my thing. It's like, you know what? It's a tease, this show. And it, but look, it was also relatable. Like, the way that, like, Jen Shah couldn't have the thing because she already ate the hot dog. Like, <laughs> I've been there recently. I've been there often. Um, but again, that's like the Heather, Jen, you know, comedy duo. I do agree with you about Heather. Like, she is a narrator and nothing else. And this is the problem, though. Andy Cohen loves her. She has been on Watch What Happens Live, like, way too much. Patrizia, I love her as well. What for? But, but, no, I think she's a great person. I think she could be a phenomenal cast member. But where is the juice? You told me she was going to be the star of the show. And she's not giving me star of the show. Anyway, I don't know. I'm still waiting for someone to say that her anime comment was inappropriate. What was her anime comment? When she said Jenny has like beautiful like anime eyes or whatever. That is racist. And this is this is the thing with Salt Lake City. Like everyone's like, Mary is racist. Jenny is racist, and it's like no, they're hello? all racist. Hello, yeah, yes, that, and that's the thing. When it was like, oh, Jenny is racist, it's like, yes, <laughs> like they are all racist. They are all like from this part of America, which is nowhere near like this, like liberal, like you know, cosmopolitan, like. Mormonism is extremely conservative. Like, it's, like, that part of the world is very conservative. Like, there's nothing about this woman that's like, says, like, except for maybe Meredith, but that's because she's not from there. She's from New York. Yeah, but again, Meredith doesn't do herself any favours. Not at all. Um, okay, what what else happened? I mean... Well, they, they went on a whole cast trip. Yes, that's what the the bus ride from hell gets them onto this trip. And Whitney organizes this like spiritual healing thing. And I mean, I love when the women do these like spiritual healing. We love a spiritual healer. We love a shaman. Bettina. Legendary. Um, I mean, Whitney's just trying to get everyone there before the sun goes down, honestly. My, so this is my issue with Whitney is... She she needs to finesse the way the, the way she attacks people. At this point, if a housewife is late, that's what I expect. That's actually what I expect from the show. And her can her like rushing Meredith and like her like blaming um Mary, like they, they didn't want to drive up with you. Okay, get over it. Or, like, make that the thing. But, like, she 
is constant. She constantly wants feuds. This is my issue is that she seeks out feuds. And I will say that my favorite thing at the dinner that happens is that Mary just like shrugs her shoulders at her and is just like, I do not have the mental capacity to like deal with you. It was like a nicer way of saying little girl. And I kind of, I like that Mary antagonizes Whitney because Whitney needs to be antagonized. I know that sounds nasty, but <laughs> Whitney is out of her depth. I'm sorry. <laughs> These women, she's out of her depth. I feel like you are Mary M. Cosby in this moment. You're just like, I do not okay. have. The that is like capacity <laughs> no. to deal with these women anymore. Like I cannot not... give you what what you need to hear. <laughs> I just think like you need. Okay, if you're gonna have a feud with someone, <laughs> you need to like be strategic about it and choose your battles well, right? Because like Mary's not that one. Like she literally will just walk away. Like it's not working for Whitney. She obviously can't have a feud. Her, her feud with Lisa has obviously bombed, but that's the feud she should have stuck with. That's the one that would have been successful. And instead what's happened is now Jen has been able to capitalise off that feud. Meredith has been able to capitalise off that feud. And Whitney consistently is going for the feud that is not going to work. Her eyes are bulging. And she just looks like a chump. I... I mean, look, the feud that we should have had between Whitney and Mary was just, like, this ongoing thing of, like, inviting each other places and, and like, tricking not- them into what to wear. Like, I just will say that Mary has played this so much better than Whitney could have. I just, this is, like, okay, so remember, like, last season, Whitney thought she could be the bone collector at a blob in her face because she just did not know how to collect the bones and bring them in, right? So this year she's, like, gone for another tactic. But once again, she's out of her depth. She just is not on the same playing field as these women. Like, they need to bring another cast member in and find someone for her to battle proper because she's just like flailing. I'm sorry, Whitney. You know, she gets an A for effort. Really, It's not working. But I mean, the one thing she did get right was the fact that Mary like spent a lot of time traveling to Zion, gets there and like clearly just does not want to leave the house. She just wants to chill out. So like getting ready, she's just like, She's doing it, but she really doesn't want to be, like, putting any clothes on and going out. And then she gets to, like, the spiritual healing, like, 20 minutes later or wherever it is. And she does not want to be there. I, I thought... Yes. No, no, go. Go. What I was going to say, I thought the way Mary is just able, you know, for someone who we think is really quirky <laughs> and, like, lives her own world and all the rest of it, I think she's so respectful in how she talks about a spiritual healer and how she was sort of talking about how, like, you know, everyone has their way of, you know, like connecting with spirituality and like how to like sort through your things. And for her, this healer is just not how she likes to do it. It's through God and her church, which is how she likes to do it. And so she just doesn't, she doesn't, you know, I, I think she was, you know, whether she believes it or not is another thing. But, like, you know, she doesn't think that 
what Bettina is doing is less than. It's just not her cup of tea. Amen, sister. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think we got a very mellowed version of Mary in this episode. I actually think she did come to participate. I think they just deliberately didn't tell her that the bus was leaving <laughs> until they'd left. Like, I, they produced the episode so that Mary would show up late and, you know, what you got was Mary just on the fringes, like, standing there. But I 100% agree with you. I think she, in her confessional, like, we know Mary does not hold back. She will say whatever she's feeling. And I expected her because we've seen it, I think, on um, other shows. Like, I think, like, recently we also sort of saw it on Cheshire, you know, somebody not who's really religious also once again sort of saying, look, you're a medium. I appreciate that about you. It goes against my religion. Um, I personally don't believe that any of that is true, but it's just, you know, I think we've just seen it in other incarnations on, I think like maybe Phaedra was like anti something a while back and we've seen it become quite negative. Right. But I think Mary, I think what I love is that Mary, absolutely Mary was so respectful about this being important for some people but I think what I like that she called, like, but she did sh- throw shade to Whitney, but she was like, but of course, like, Whitney would want to do this sort of thing. And I think when she said that, and I, I always go back to the little girl comment, Mary does really think that Whitney is, like, may- not maybe lesser than her, but she thinks that Whitney is out of her depth. I think she she's just like, Whitney is younger than her. Whitney has a lot to learn and a lot to go through and I think Mary is just like I she literally thinks of her as just like I do not have time to be a friend with you because if it wasn't for this show we would not be friends like that's the truth of it um I also think that um Mary thinks that Whitney is lost like and that's kind of what she was alluding to that like you know of course this is something Whitney would choose because she needs something and look I I don't claim to be like super spiritual but one thing that does piss me off particularly about influencers or dare I say white people is Whitney spoke about like aligning chakras and things like that which is eastern philosophy right and that's fine align your chakras do all that sort of stuff but what we saw actually on the screen was like an Indigenous ceremony, which is not an Eastern philosophy. Not, you know, you can't, and and to me it shows that like people kind of put like, they're able to categorise all the different religions as being like Catholicism, Mormonism, blah, 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 but they kind of lump spirituality into one box and that's not how it works. Like this is just as important to an Indigenous person as being a Mormon or being Catholic, like this is their way. And it's not to dissuade from somebody who believes in Eastern philosophy, but they're not the same thing. Do not conflate all spirituality together. And that is the sort of stuff that just, like, it's just like, it's annoying. It's racist. It's, it's a microaggression and it is, a lack of true understanding. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, yeah. It to me, I mean, I think it's something that we've all done. I, I've definitely been guilty of of doing that as well. But it's just like, 
you think I, I think sometimes somebody like Whitney thinks that she is you know on a on a higher playing field like she's like a nicer person a better person than the other people and she's not she's dumb just like all of them um if you watch the salt lake city after show Miriam cosby says that actually the spiritual healer made her cry um because in an unseen moment um the bettina goes up to her and is like you like you don't need this because you are like above like these other women but this is the thing real recognize real from one spiritual healer to another spiritual healer they have a symbiosis right um and i you know maybe i am projecting when i when i think that mary sees that whitney is lost but i have to be really honest like Whitney frustrates me. I, I definitely am projecting a lot of what I think Mary feels about Whitney as to what I feel about Whitney. I think she's nice enough. I think she's a great woman, obviously a phenomenal mother. She has, you know, a, a fabulous relationship with her husband. I look at her and Justin and I think this is great. Like those moments, I love that. I love how fun they are, how free they are. I loved her, like their story of how they got together. I really thought we were going to get more of that, like, you know, I think as well she really leaned on her dad's story last season. It was so compelling. Um, but I guess, like, in lieu of being able to give us something new, she has started a feud and she's out of her depth. Well, let's talk about the dinner that they end up having after their spiritual healing moment. <laughs> and, I mean, see, again... Where I feel that Beverly Hills, everyone was too scared to ask the questions. We let our asses out at this dinner. Like, it was an opportunity to ask all the questions, to say all the things. And, I mean, Meredith walked off. She disengaged. But Miriam Cosby brought her back to that table. Well, we'll I guess we'll talk about that. But I wanted to ask you, what do you how do you feel about the women prefacing that dinner with okay so at this dinner now that everybody's here we're gonna get it all out on the table those moments for me feel so produced because it's obvious that they're like at the end of filming there needs to be some um what's the word closure on things so that they they can then move it they can move to the reunion with like you know things have come to an end and I think that the fact that, it's, that they had to have this dinner for it, it speaks to the fact that I know all shows are manufactured, but this I, I think Salt Lake City is missing a nucleus. It doesn't have a, a queen bee at the centre that is that connector. Everybody is too fragmented. And for me, it's just not working. Interesting. So, so I did have a question there, which was, how did you feel about the fact that they had to, you know, really preface it by saying, okay, so this is what we're going to do at this dinner? I mean, they just said the quiet bit out loud. Like, th- this is what the dinners are all about. The dinners are never actually a time where people are going to sit and eat and, you know, share a beautiful moment together. If there's been drama, that's what we're going to be talking about. But do you have to say that? Shouldn't it just be inferred? Like, do you feel like having to say it adds something to the mix that for me it's just like, you know what it is? It's like I'm reminded too much that I'm watching a show. 
But I think as well, it's sort of like they've obviously just had this spiritual moment and now it's sort of like, okay, we like walked around the circle and the idea was to get your intention out in the circle. Yeah. Now let's actually, you know, let's discuss what, what we've just been through and what's happening in this group. It is kind of like going backwards. I almost feel like they should have had the dinner and then have the spiritual healing afterwards. But, Definitely. you know, once again, some people don't really know how to do it. Um, <laughs> look, I, to be honest, I mean, I was really glad that they had that dinner and they they let everything out. Um, I think some people, you know, brought their, their best acting skills, which came out as really bad acting. I love that Jen changed into that snake skin jumpsuit. It's just like very sheen. Um, <laughs> I just loved it. She's just like this cute little lady with giant boobs in this like this jumpsuit thing. It was just like so random that I actually felt like I liked the com- comedic relief. Again, though, she was shit faced. I think they all were. Not like Mary. Not like uh, not like Jen. Jen was so drunk. And again, you know, the only way that Jen can be entertaining is to get aggressive, right? And we are saying it. Jen Shah is aggressive. That's not a that's not a thing about women of colour, black people. She's an aggressive person. She gets in your face, she screams at you, she puts her finger in your face. She goads people into attacking her back. What was what was your biggest like moment from the dinner like takeaway moment? Well, for me, it was Miriam Cosby because, like, I think I just said before, like she's she was very mellow throughout this episode. Like she, I was about to say she's had a come to Jesus moment with herself, but she probably really has. <laughs> but for me, you know. She sat there, the fact that the women had to tell her to go after Meredith, like she doesn't really know how the game is fully played for some of these things. Like she doesn't realise if somebody walks off, you have to go bring them back. Like she just sort of respectfully, you know, when they were being told why they didn't travel up with the rest of the women, I mean, Meredith lied, 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 and then eventually got to the truth, which is that she doesn't like any of these women and didn't want to be in a bus with them for seven hours. And, you know, I think when Jen said, boom, like, at least Mary's telling the truth, Meredith is lying too much. I think that that was true. But I also think there are other liars at the table. I mean, they're all deceitful. They're all racist. Like... <laughs> But that's not what that's not what this that 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 was just about. My thing is just like this dis dishonesty. What was the biggest sort of revelation for you, or the biggest moment for you at that dinner? I don't think it was like a revelation as such, but I think it was just watching Jenny now, like be like she is the scapegoat. She is the like center now of a few different feuds. Like if all these women haven't either died or been incarcerated before the next season, (laughs) Jenny versus Jen is a feud. Jenny versus Meredith is a feud. I mean, Jenny versus Mary is like an ongoing feud. Like Jenny does not have a lot of friends left. Well, I think it's not about not having a lot of friends left. I think she didn't have any friends to come, any friends from the beginning. I think one thing is really obvious, which is that 
Mary, like that Jen wants to be friends with Meredith, right? Like that's something that is obviously causing her a lot of pain that they're not friends. And I think the fact the way Jen turned that whole um, private investigator thing back on Jenny and was like, well, you bought the bone and the bone was wrong that you brought. So you're actually at fault here because Meredith is like, that's not what I said. But once again, Meredith has also not told the whole truth because when they went away, where did they go? To Vail. To Vail. That's the place. She did say, I got a private investigator on Jen Shah, but now it's, I got a private investigator on all of you. <laughs> like, oh. Well, I think, you know, she... Yeah, it's all, it's all, what's the word when it's all in the words? It's all. Well, I think it's all not in the words. I think it's all in the words that she leaves out. She very much only says like every third word of the sentence, Meredith. The dinner ends with like Meredith and Jen blowing up, and Meredith finally delivers her line, which I actually felt compared to the trailer was very anti-climactic. I couldn't agree with you more, Patty. I was like, oh, this is what I waited 17 episodes for. Now who's calling who a fraud? Is that what it is? Yeah. Thanks. See you, baby. Bye. Whatever. Love you. Bye. Like, whatever. Do you know what I wanted more of? Like, from drunk Jen? She was just, like, spilling all these rumours. Like, Meredith has 10 boyfriends you know that's what I want to know who are Meredith's 10 boyfriends I want to know I want to know more about what happened with Meredith and Seth when they were not together well that's the real tea that's the juice Meredith's 10 boyfriends are the same 10 boyfriends that Jen Shah has and that's the tea we will find out what they need to honestly what this show needs to start doing is just telling each other secrets if they could do that the show would suddenly become very, very compelling. Um, the other side of it is the question that I have for you is, is Jen the one that sent those texts? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it's so insane. I, and I think that's the other thing that's been lost in all this. Like Meredith didn't have a private investigator investigate like specific facts on Jen Shah. Like she had the investigator try to work out where the text messages had come coming from. from yeah it's but- totally legitimate and lisa also knew about that but i mean the other thing is that i guess speaking of collecting bones we know that based on the week before um heather heather and jen asserting that mary and meredith are the ones who called the feds and then taking that bone again to the the worst person to take a bone to Whitney and trying to get Whitney to bring that up. And it's like, it's so dumb. And Jen, Jen using that to deflect, like the way Jen continuously is just like, we get it. You're innocent. You're deflecting, consistently deflecting, but talk to us how such a mistake has happened. If you're so innocent, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what I expected from this season, but I just think I haven't gotten what I wanted. Oh, I'm loving it. I am like, you know, look, it's no Miami. But Thank it's up you. There. <sighs> look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep watching, you know, I'm going to keep watching, but 
I just think that it's imploding a little bit. I feel like, do you know what I feel like? I feel like it's going to die out by like season five. And that's fine because you know what? Is that fine though? That's not what I want. No, I, I think, I think the problem is that sometimes we let things go on for longer than they probably should. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the way to look at it. Maybe, you know, a couple of seasons and it's done and it's over and we all move on with our lives. Because all the women will end up in jail or dead. <laughs> uh, one, one plus that I will add is that I do like some of the new confessional looks. I thought that the confessional looks for me are a little bit jarring. So, like, I like, is it something that I would wear? Hell no. But I love that Jen really brings it with that completely bedazzled, C-top that's got the gloves like it's so ridiculous I love that Heather is now wearing like this see-through mesh Gucci turtleneck situation I'm like okay she's she's doing logo mania good for her um Whitney is wearing just like a pink woolen jumper and just has her hair up it's a bit of a departure um also um Jenny is very dressed down. She's like just wearing a red jumper with her hair. I'm just like, these. This is not what we pay for with the confessional looks. Um, I think, uh, you know, Meredith getting her full chest out, phenomenal. Um, and I am loving Miriam Cosby's green ensemble and her new wig. Like her wig, she got that wig done, honey, and she looks fabulous. Yeah, Mary's new look is the best one. It's iconic. It's very good. It shows me what she should be doing each week. I can tell she's finally gotten glam. I will say, though, that I think um, Lisa Barlow as well has quite casual looks for a confession. She, you know, Lisa Barlow is a jeans and um, going out top kind of girl. <laughs> uh, my millennials know what I'm talking about when I say that, you know. Well, I don't because I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I'm a boomer. Boomer. <laughs> All right. On that note, boomer, should we take a break, come back, and talk about some geriatrics with the Real Housewives of the oh, OC and some women who will never age from Miami? Let's do it, Mosh. And we're back, Moshi, from the break. Back, back, back. We're, talk- we're here to talk about Orange County. Uh, it's episode seven of the Sweet Sixteenth season. And... No, Quinceanera is... Oh, it's 15. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> the looks. Anyway, you might have said it last week and I forgot to correct you. But anyway, um, look, Moshi, it's not given me anything. I agree. And I think as well, we had a lot of high expectations for this because it's meant to be the season that redeems them, right? The season that makes us all believers again. But I think we can all agree that this is just not the right mix of housewife. I think that, um, I think that Heather Dubrow told someone in production that this was going to be the season that revised it. But I think this is like the awkward teenager season that we're going to like sort out the problems and next season will be like back on track. Like this is like, we've had to like really come through some shit and this season is not good. It's the same. 
I hate to get political here, but it's the same as like Joe Biden. Joe Biden wasn't <laughs> going to be able to like undo four years of the previous administration in the space of six months. Like it's a lot of work. You got to give them a chance, and I'm going to give the OC women a chance to like have this season to try and get the formula back together. But if it's not together, season seventeen, like we need to shut. Shut the gates of this gated community. I think you called it though before the break when you said, you know, some sometimes there are some franchises that perhaps have gone on for seasons longer than they should have, and maybe OC is one of those seasons that maybe should have, you know, shut down at season ten or season thirteen. Um, like when the whole stuff with Brooks happened and Vicky, like maybe that's when you know, the show was, like, potentially going in the wrong direction. Um, I will say that I did get some moments that I enjoyed in this episode. Um, I enjoyed, you know, drunk Shannon or holiday Shannon, drunk Emily and Gina, like that Trace Amigas on their trip to Cabo, but... I think similarly, I just feel like at this stage in the game, when we're bringing on Housewives, I think we need to start finding people who have never watched Housewives before. And I know that seems like it's a hard thing to do, but I think we get somebody like Noella who is, you know, millennial, like grew up watching Housewives and is, I I know last week I said like she was fabulous because she was going up against Heather. But I, but but she's she's bringing too much of the acting on. She's not giving us anything too real. And then we just have somebody who like Jen, who is just really sad to watch. And then we have someone like Nicole, who's like she's done and dusted. She was boring. She didn't really bring anything anyway. And she couldn't even go on the trip to Cabo. Like I just think that they're at the point where they need to just shut it down. If none of these women have genuine friendships then forget about it. I think you made an interesting observation earlier. um, Or I suppose it was our our last season um, where you were sort of saying that the women on Orange County need to be more like the women of like, what was it like selling sunset or whatever, like real estate show is on in the OC area. Which one is it? Well, Selling Sunset is not in the OC. I, I know, but which one is in the OC with that woman that have faked her pregnancy, allegedly? A woman that faked her pregnancy? What am I missing? Wait, it's that real estate show. Don't they, like, sell something? Yeah, it's of... definitely Selling Sunset, but it's not in the OC. But I, it was the one that you said that there was, like, all these women going to the OC and they're, like, they're like the Noellas of the OC. It's that new wave that are all going down. Well, there's going to be an OC selling sunset at some point. Look, I can't remember what we're talking about. This is not compelling, but I just know that you have a point to make. My point is, look, Gina, I'm done watching her, like, (laughs) girl crush on any housewife that comes on the show. Like, if they brought Kelly Dodd back, Gina would try to like fall in love with her like that is Gina's thing and I'm just like I'm not compelled by it I mean Emily eh, what is she giving 
nothing. Drunk, drunk glamour's on. I like Shannon. I like Shannon Bedore, but then I just feel like if we're going to have to reboot again, Shannon's just not going to be... Like, Shannon is not the Noella or the Jen Armstrongs of the show. Like, she's a good housewife, but is she the future of housewives? Okay, and so that is the compelling thing, right? It's like... I feel like, okay, we have to acknowledge that things have changed. Everybody knows the formula for housewives, whatever. So we need to, like, really move it in a completely different direction and maybe stop trying to recreate the formula that we've had in past seasons. So maybe the thing here is to get rid of everyone and just start again. I could almost say that if they wanted to bring Dallas back, that's the way to go. And for me, it's not like Miami because the thing about Miami is Miami wasn't broken when they got rid of it. It was only just getting started. I think the other problem as well is that Heather has a God complex. (laughs) The ego is too much. And not only has she got this ego where she has decided to put it upon herself to fix the show, She's obviously made her demands of what she wants in the show. She's trying to ice Noella out as well at this point. Um, But she's also just like, again, like this episode, there was more flaunting of the wealth. There was more like, I'm going to Carbo, look at this house. And like, I need to give something to my kids. And we're going to have this giant house that we're not even going to live in. Like, do I care? Like, is Heather Dubrow's wealth aspirational? I don't know. I... So one of the stories that I did enjoy was that I thought was genuine and these are the moments where it's really great is, you know, Jen having that chat with Heather about, you know, the where Jen is at her career, Heather saying, oh, you know, Terry, I remember when Terry was at that point in his career as well and we came out of it the other end. It is really stressful on a marriage and all of those things and there's some sacrifices, but you will get there in the end. So I like those sorts of things, like those kind of conversations. But I think, is it Heather flaunting her wealth or is it Heather trying to produce good TV and doing what she thinks needs to be done? Because nobody else can afford it. Nobody else can do it. Um, do we, if we don't get the girls going to Cabo, what are we going to see? I think for me, the thing that's also like really boring now as well is this thing that like Gina constantly being wowed by all of these things as well. It's like, you know, like it, it was funny for a moment, but when she was talking about like the horses, because obviously they wanted us to know that Shannon and Emily, they've all, you know, they, you know, they come from having horses as young girls which is like an expensive hobby and Gina's just like I might not be able to ride a horse but I can ride something like little things like that it's just maybe she should be on New York like I don't know no Gina should be on New Jersey I think (laughs) this is the thing right I think when you have such a disparity between the women in terms of wealth um that this is where it's sort of like, you want to talk about authentic relationships. It's like, I hate to say it, but like someone like Heather Dubrow is just never going to be friends with someone like Gina because they're just not going to run in the same circles. Right. Do you not even think they would like, if they had kids that were the same age, they, they could have been friends. 
No, because their kids would never have gone to the same schools. Heather no, would they, said... they would have because it's, I mean, oh, maybe not because I guess it's about where you live and they wouldn't, they wouldn't live in the same areas of the OC. I mean, Gina would have be sending her kids to the local public school and Heather would be sending them to some, like, crazy expensive private school. Like, that's just how it would be. I don't think that there's any natural way that they would, like, be friends other than being introduced through other women. But I just, like I said, I just think when it, and this disparity of like, you know, not to say that Gina needs to keep up with other women, but it's sort of like, you know, I think there does need to be some sort of, that's why Beverly Hills is really interesting. It, it works, the women, right? They're all rich. They're all, con- well, allegedly. No, no they're, all got- they're all rich, but then they just get really rich, right? Or they just get really big credit limits on their credit cards. Like, yeah. And they're all on the same playing field. So they can all host the same kind of event. They can all afford the same kind of travel. Like, whereas in this one, it's sort of like, well, Heather can afford a private plane. Noella could, you know, before the divorce, afford a private plane. Uh, but the rest of the women, there's no way of affording that. And actually, it's even sad, like Shannon, that like whole like arc of her being like, I used to be able to afford this shit and now I can't. Like that's No, really... but she still can. This is the thing. She's still quite wealthy. But she's it's not as wealthy nice as she was. Money. No. And I'm still trying to understand how David was even that rich. But even when they were that rich, Shannon wasn't that showy because she comes from money, right? So she's very much a, like, she built that beautiful house because it fulfilled, like, a need in her. But she, she she's not, like, you know dropping all the brands she still very much dresses like a soccer mom but I think you're really correct about the wealth disparity I think on Potomac like that's just an example of women who are not poor but it's not about like just how wealthy they are they all seem to sort of be on this same kind of level I think even watching Robin's story but Robin's story has been very much about like I was we had a lot of money we lost a lot of money and now I'm doing everything that I can to bring my family up and be successful and we're building a house. And I'm not saying that Gina has to do that. Like that doesn't define who you are, but I think you're absolutely right. When the disparity is so large and is like being called out, it makes it not interesting. I think we've said it before. Gina's problem as well is she's wasted the last like five seasons of being on the show and she hasn't turned out a product. Yeah. She needs to give us some a product. I need to be buying something from her. And and because she can't sell us a lifestyle, she needs to sell us like something. And it's I just love a waste this of, from you. Because she can't sell us a lifestyle, she needs to be selling us something. And that is it. And look, you could just do an Erica Jane and you sell the cheapest like, you know, hair extensions on the internet yeah absolutely right and that would have been funny for her because she had such bad hair extensions she could have really made it something right right um so you know like look one season you can't forgive it a second season it's like oh where's the product but like we're on like five seasons now for being on the show and it's just like what are you still doing here and why are you not capitalizing on this platform I want to say as well, if she's not going to sell a product, this is going to sound so gross, but I'm going to say anyway, we know all the stuff that obviously she's gone through a lot of trauma with her ex-husband and I'm like, you're on a platform 
now and I'm not saying that just because you have a platform you have to do this but we've seen other housewives like a Taylor Armstrong um you know find a way to help other people who are in similar situations get out of those situations or help women realize when they need like when that they are in that situation if they might not see it and I know that that's a lot to put on a person um but you 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 are already talking about what you've gone through right you are telling us and and I understand that everybody processes everything differently but I guess you could still tell us the same story that you're telling us and you know plug a charity at the same time or plug the method or tell women what signs they need to look out for that you didn't see beforehand or you know I know that I know that that's a big ask of someone and it shouldn't be the expectation but if you are going to share your experience I think particularly for this type of show I think there needs to be that other side of it I feel horrible saying that but I, but, but from a producer's, a yeah. But if I just put a producer's lens on, I guess that's that's kind of what the expectation is at this point. And look, I will say the ta- Taylor Armstrong example is a really strong one. It um, is. I think she has now created this life for herself, where her primary work is, you know public speaking and you know talking about her experiences and I'm like really excited because I think uh, my understanding is like on the next you know all-stars girl trip um, franchise that's going to come out Taylor is on the cast and I believe I've seen some things online that they do discuss Taylor's evolution where she's come from and where she is today so like yeah, she is a good example of somebody who can turn a really terrible situation into this really empowering situation. And yeah, uh, it, it well, look, Gina could possibly be doing it with Noella. I think you mentioned bringing Noella under Gina's wing and perhaps there's going to be some shared experience there over divorce. I think what I said to you offline was that is going to bite Gina in the ass. Well, you know what? She had to try it, I guess. It, Noella is playing a game, right? And every, you have to take everything that she does at this point with a grain of salt. It's very hard to tell the truth from the lies. Can I just say, I have not laughed so hard this week until Heather Dubrow had to explain how terrible the gift that Noella gave her underage child. That was phenomenal because I think I'd seen it in the previews with just them bleeping out the whole sentence. Phenomenal. The way that, because it had to be bleeped out completely as well. Like, you know, that was the dirtiest game that like exists. I, I think she just didn't. I think she just bought it thinking it'd be fun and didn't actually veto. I don't think she checked. I don't think Noella has played that game before. I think she just bought it thinking it was a thing. Noella went on Amazon. She searched up. She typed in pride. The pride cards came up and she was like, wow, this is an appropriate gift for this event. How wrong she was. But having said that as well, Heather Dubrow is like, 
she can't be that dumb not to realize that her child has probably heard or experienced all the things on those cards already. Like I know, but it, I think it's just an adult should not be an adult who's not her parent or whatever should not be giving that to a child. Um, I want to bring up something that you said before that I just think is incredibly compelling you know I love to say that word you spoke before about an evolution when you were speaking about Taylor and I realized in that moment that is the thing we need to see an evolution with all of our housewives that is what we expect so it's not just about selling something we need an evolution we need you to have gone through your chrysalis we need you to you know come in a caterpillar and go out a butterfly like these are the expectations particularly when you've been on for a few seasons and when I think when about how people talk about Gina in particular and her evolution we only ever talk about her looks we only ever talk about her hair extensions and how her hair is better now like that is what we talk about it's the same thing with with Emily you know we simply talk about I hate to say it, they talk, we talk about her weight loss. We talk about how much, I guess she seems happier and lighter, but we don't really know what changed. We don't really know what made that happen, right? And I think we're just not, like Shannon Bedore has had an evolution. She has gone through it and come out the other end, and which is why potentially like she's done. Once you've had your evolution and you've reached your pinnacle, it's time for you to go. But I think this is the issue is that we are not seeing anything evolving from these women. And dare I say, that's probably my issue with Salt Lake City is I'm not seeing any evolution. Well, I mean, evolution is probably a strong word. No, it's it's the perfect. This is Darwinism at its best, Patricia. Speaking of racists. I think their evolution is correct. We It's a story, right? We need an arc. If we're not getting it, fuck off. Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, I think we've spoken about it before. Mary Cosby will never grow as an individual correct. because, like, she's so stuck in her ways. She's and, stunted. And yeah. so we can't – we're not going to see that. And, and Gina, you're right. Like, what, what has the growth been? I think there has been some – I mean, Emily, I feel like Shane has grown as a person and perhaps yeah, that's why I, his, their relationship's in a better place. I find Shane much more interesting. <laughs> he is. He's a lot more interesting. So, yeah, He's I agree. Funny. Shannon is a very different woman compared to her now. first season on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think she's still got a little bit more to offer. She's at that point, though, where her story has gone from, like, sort of being this, like, you know stick up her ass like you know housewife you know in this unhappy marriage to now this sort of like my kids are moving out of home empty nester like you know older parents like I feel like that's where she's sort of like on that sort of thing so she's got a bit in her but there's definitely gonna have to be like she's gonna have to like become a stepmom to like children under the age of five or something for it to be like fresh and new now but that was kind of the thing about, you know, if we talk about OC, if we look at um, Tamara and we um, think about Vicky as well, it was they're, they're fascinating people, but being a fascinating person can only get you so far. 
there needs to be evolution. We need to be seeing, it doesn't have to be growth, but we need to be seeing you extend. We need to be seeing something new. And that that's where we're at with Housewives. Um, the mid-season trailer for OC came out as well. How are we on a mid-season trailer at episode seven? Like, if that's telling me that you've got a flop season. Well, because, you know what, though? I think all Housewives should only have, like, 15 episodes in a season. <laughs> I think that should be a rule. Okay. Um, I think, like, as we are experiencing with Salt Lake City at the moment, it's like, please let let this end. But um, I, I just want to sort of say on this mid-season trailer that the initial trailer was really, like, you, you know, lacking drama. This was, like, all drama. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it's still not giving. It's the, it's redemption story is still not enough. It's because we entrusted Heather. We really thought she was going to do it We put all. too much pressure on her. Um, I think she put the pressure on herself, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, look, for all the flops, there is always a non-flop, a flip, if you will. Not the flip or flop. (laughs) The flip is Miami. Thank God for Miami. (laughs) Um, Moshi, it is episode six. Um, I, like, this is the highlight of my week, always Miami. Can I just say, Miami can be a show where nothing happens and we get evolution. (laughs) I will say that I did think that this episode was a bit of a slower episode. Yes. Um, which is fine. They're allowed to have them. Um, but yeah, it was definitely not like, you know. Compared to the first five where I was just, like, on the edge of my seat. This one, I kind of, yeah. Do you know why? Because this one was a Debbie Downer episode. It was about the things that we saw on this episode were actually quite depressing. And the thing is that they were wrapped up in bright, shiny Miami bows, right? This episode, at the heart of it, you might not have seen it, but it was really about the dark side, I guess, of these women's lives. So, you know, Lisa... We haven't seen a lot of her, really. And for the first time, number one, it's the first time for those of us who have been watching her since the beginning, knowing that she was striving towards being a mother. And we've seen, like, little snippets of her with Lenny and and with the kids. But this is the first time we watched her as a mother in action. And, you know, we all have this very specific image of her, which I think she has kept, you know, her little kind of cute little Barbie doll persona but we watched her take her children to the sugar factory which is like literally like giving your kids to a drug dealer like a crack cocaine dealer and just letting them go sick and it was like it was just it is jarring to watch and I mean I think these are the things that make Miami so fabulous is we have like you know someone like Alexia just fantastic to look at so interesting but her life is so sad. Um, another person who I think just has a really sad life is Adriana. You know, she really addressed her jealousy 
over Julia, right? And it, and we saw her calling her son Alex and he isn't even answering the phone. She's leaving him a voicemail message. The photo that she has of him in her house is an old one. I'm sure there's newer ones, but they didn't show us that, right? Like we are seeing the, it, it's like, it's like a black comedy, you know, Miami. It's like, la, 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 la. But really, all these women are going through, like, the darkest pain. But isn't that, like, I feel like that is a little bit the quintessential yes. housewife. I mean, that's, what, like... that's what makes it fabulous. But this, I just think that this week what they did is that they just really gave it to us a bit more explicitly. You know what I mean? Like, we still had, like, some fun moments. Like, we still had, like, you know, the double date with Nicole and Julia and yes. Martina. and the house. I mean, that was, like, filler, but it was funny. It was um, fucking dumb. Like, are you telling me that they catch the private plane to go to Key West? Like, Miami to Key West is what? Like, a 10-minute drive. Like, girl, yeah. please. Yeah, but it was a chance for old mate to fly the plane. It was brilliant. It's like, why not give us this excess? But speaking of dark moments, you know, we had Julia crying at the table because her daughter is choosing to live in France and go to school in France and be with her dad and her other siblings and not be with her, right? There's so much more to unpack with that situation as well. Um, Was that the moment when she was crying into the kale? Yes, crying into the kale. That is quintessential Miami. Um, I mean, we saw, you know, Lassa's next entrepreneurial endeavour with her jewellery line, but we also saw, like, I don't know, like, I often think about what it must be like to be. So, number one, like, it's two, it's twofold. So, Lassa, you know, has that thing of living in the shadow of her husband, which she has always been her storyline. It's like she had to break free from Scotty. But then we look at, like, what is she doing to her daughter? Like, her daughter is now a model and she's like equipping her daughter with, you know, all of these things. Like she's like, if she wants a photo, they've got to pay for it. Like, I love all of that. But like we have these families who are now pushing their next generation into this lifestyle that is very specific. You know what I mean? That's like dark. Like all of these things are a little bit dark, but they're done in such a bright way and yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Alexia, again, cannot win. She cannot win, you know, the location for her wedding. It's not happening. Gertie, again, she's doing a charity for her brother. Like, it's dark. I thought you were going to, oh, I probably shouldn't say it. No, say it. I thought you were just going to say, like, it was a shit episode because it was Gertie. No. Just Gertie. No. I like Gertie. Um, I, I'm at this point, even in those episodes, Miami still can't do any wrong for me. No, I don't think it can. Like, they're allowed to have a slower episode. They're allowed to have, you know, um, you know, they have to have the filler episodes. Like, with they do, happens. but but I guess it's because Lisa's finally getting her storyline right, which is this thing that she's got a feud, and it's coming next week. Well, you know what? I that whole like Lisa renting out the most expensive penthouse in North America. I just felt like we didn't see enough of the penthouse. 
would you think we'll see more next week? Like, I want to know why it's worth $50,000 a night. No, they already checked out. Like, it's done. It's over. That's why I was like, it's weird. Like, why would, like, if you're going to rent out the most expensive penthouse in North America, why are we not spending, like, three days there and seeing, like, all of the features of this home? Because I'm sure it would be fabulous. She doesn't have $150,000 to spend. Lenny's already freaking out. She's also bought everyone pyjamas. But that cabaret show she took them to was shit. I mean, also, like, I just thought it was weird that, like, we're calling Julia's sexual preferences a fetish. A fetish, yeah. Well, she was saying that Julia is her fetish, but I think she was doing that to antagonise Adriana. To be honest with you, I think the whole thing with Julia is just to piss off Adriana. That I found amusing. Well, yeah, and then when they, like, kiss on the lips as well. But they didn't kiss. What do you mean they didn't kiss? They, like, Julia sort of, like, rubbed against her very lightly. There was no real kiss. It was just, like, I wouldn't even call that a peck. But you had to, it's an almond, and Lisa's lips are so large. There's no (laughs) way that you could not kiss them and grab the almond. It was not a real kiss. Well, in any case... Their lips touched and not Adriana's. Oh, but again, it was to make Adriana jealous. I think the thing about Miami, though, that it might be its downfall is that there is just so many women and there's only so many storylines you can tell. We're like to think we're six episodes in and they're only just introducing whatever Lisa's next foray into whatever is. Um, when I think the real storyline we need to be looking at is the fact that Lisa's marriage is like falling apart. What the fuck's up with that? You know, that's where we need to, we need to be going. Um, but again, I mean, Alexia is, we've said, I mean, she's a Teresa Judice of Miami, but she is top tier. Everybody watch Alexia, watch Marisol, take notes. Friends of. Take notes. Um, I actually think the other person that was finally sort of starting to get this storyline is Nicole. Um, mm. She finally got those, like, one-to-one scenes that you had been asking for. With like, the girls, yes. Yes, because you were sort of saying up to this point she'd been doing a lot of, like, solo stuff. And with her husband, yes. Um. But we finally got her to see her with her dad, which was actually at the very end of the episode, which I felt like was a lie. Like, it was a lie. Like was, they told was, us that that's what we were going to get this episode and we got nothing. And her dad wasn't even that crazy. I mean. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just hearing myself out loud. And I'm like, and her dad wasn't even that crazy. How annoying. <laughs> I, but this is the thing. I mean, you don't think he was that crazy. In the same way that I don't think that the women of Salt Lake City were that drunk at the dinner in Zion. No, I, I didn't say the women. I just said Jen. Well, I didn't I didn't clock that. So it's sort of like perhaps he was that crazy washy. <laughs> Maybe, but you're wrong. Uh, I, mean, I also want to say that we also saw Nicole with Lisa. And again, what I love is Nicole, obviously, she's a foodie. So she eats food. 
but I really want to see, <laughs> you know how I feel about having a baby. Um, but I really want to see Lisa Hoskins, I don't know, she said her last name, Hostein. I want to see her eat food. <laughs> oh my God, Moshi, you can't say that. I said it. And that now we said it. She ate the almond from Julia's lips. Her kids eat, which is good, but I want to see her eat. Her kids are cute. Well, the nanny feeds the kids, I'm sure. Well, the nanny has left the building. The nannies are quitting. What's going on there? There's a storyline. That's the storyline, right? Like, but you know what? I feel like I understand why the nannies are quitting. Oh, I already quit as the nanny. Like, I quit the day I was hired. I get it. Um, what else? Was there anything else, Moshi? I feel like normally we are hot on Miami, but this week I just, I don't know. I'm not compelled. It, it, it was, it was a quieter episode. It was a darker episode, but it's, it's going to take us into this next arc. So what we've done is we've in the story of this show, we've gone over that first hurdle, right? So we've met all the women, we've sort of gotten their backgrounds, we've met their families, and now we're delving deep into their issues. So the things that we're looking for is will Alexia get married? Will something happen between Julia and Adriana that's going to like cause friction in her perfect relationship with Martina? She's flirty. Is Lisa going to have a nervous breakdown? Like what is the story there? Can Gertie and Adriana avoid each other for the rest of the season or is that going to blow up again? And is Gertie going to be able to be the one that gives Alexia the wedding that she wants? They're giving us lots of questions, lots of things to look forward to. Every, every other franchise, take notes. I want to I have questions at the end of every episode. That's the cliffhanger. Okay. We just don't know what's going to happen next week. Okay, my question is, do you actually not know the answers to all those questions? I do, but, like, don't ruin it. <laughs> okay, no, because I was just wondering, because I was like, I have, unfortunately, like, I don't think, I mean, is it unfortunate? It, it happens. I've Look, seen I know what happens. online. I know what happens, but, like, I'll put it this way. I typically will follow a few housewives of the seasons that we're watching, usually when we're watching them. And I have not followed a single person from Miami because, I mean, I get the spoilers anyway from all of the bloody Instagrams and the fact that we have to talk about it for this podcast. But, I mean, I obviously know whether or not Alexia gets married, but watching it on the show, it could not happen still. And that's how that's how the show makes me feel. I know the ending, but I'm still like, will it happen, <laughs> you know? The only woman I follow from Miami is Adriana Demura. Like, I have followed her, like, Forever. years now. Um, Moshi, the ladies are going to the Hamptons next week. Yes, I love that for them. first trip. Because, um, I don't know, Lars has got another made-up story that she has to go to the Hamptons for. I, it's, it's not made up. I I... She's absolutely correct. It's summer. She's got to go to the Hamptons. That's where all the influencers are. And her products sell by influencers. She doesn't want to have to pay people, right? So so she has to go get the influencers in. And these women in the Hamptons, brilliant. 
I just feel like they're going to be very lost. Exactly. And that is what makes for good TV. They're going to be like Gina in OC. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, somebody, one of these things is not like the other. Like, these people should not be here. Have you um, seen that this week, actually tomorrow, they are recording the reunion for Miami? Yeah. So... This is one thing that I think is annoying a lot of people who are into Bravo and Housewives is that a lot of the reunions are being filmed a lot earlier than they typically are. So, like, we're getting a lot of reunions that are being filmed when we're halfway through seasons. And because they haven't, the women haven't watched, I don't know if by the time they film the reunion, they give all the women the episodes ahead of time. But if they haven't seen, like, everything that happens, how can you have a reunion? Well, I mean, I guess they're going to have to. But I, I wonder why they're doing it. I mean, Salt Lake City, um, it sounds like they're starting filming in February. So, obviously, they needed to shoot the reunion to be able to start shooting the new season and doing any casting changes and all the rest of it. Miami it does seem a bit weird that they're doing it already at this point. Um maybe is to avoid another situation like New York where, you know, if the true story is that New York was unable to be filmed because of scheduling issues, perhaps you just need to, like, schedule the reunion when everyone is available, doesn't have COVID, can all be in one location, like, just get it done. I, I don't know, but to me it's... it. Well, I, the other thing is, are we going to get less episodes from Miami? Like, I feel like we don't really know what we're going to get because it is Peacock. Um, and it's it's allowed to play by, I guess, completely different rules. Um, but, yeah, it is it is weird. Um, I know, you know, there was talk as well online about the fact that Salt Lake City filmed its reunion with, with like, you know, a handful of episodes still to go. Um, but I guess, I guess they gave them the future episodes to watch. I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me. I- I'm assuming that Miami is going to be 15 episode season and then like a true episode reunion, maybe three. Um, I just want to say that, did you see the photo of Lisa, Marisol and Alexia at the airport? airport? Yeah. I mean, when you want to talk about like fish out of water, uh, (laughs) they were dressed the part, but it is so weird to see Miami women in the fur coats. Like wearing clothes is really what you're saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I love it. It's funny. Well, Moshi, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Wow. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your mother, tell your father, tell your neighbour, tell your friend. Introduce one of your friends this week to The Real Housewives of Miami, season four. So I have been having conversations with people recently about what they should watch. And I think the best gateway housewives for anyone is Beverly Hills, if they've never seen it before. And I also think Miami is a fabulous one for them to watch. They don't have to watch the first three seasons. They can just come in now. Um, that's that's my hot tip. I completely agree with you, Moshi. And then when you tell them to watch Beverly Hills or Miami, you then tell them to listen to this podcast. 100%. 100%. Like clockwork. Mwah, chef's kiss.
or at least to follow us on the Instagram at from the lower level pod. We post the memes, we post the stories. We we curate a selection of the best housewives content out there for you so that you don't have to rifle through it all. We just share with you the best. Simply the best. Simply the best. <laughs> well, Moshi, I can't wait to do this all again with you next week. Mm-hmm. We are back again next week. God willing. Oh my god wow talk about a dark way to end it <laughs> okay before it gets any darker bye bye